Ariel Barr, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, so you're joining us from Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. about an hour and 10 minutes down the road, hour down the road. Yeah, somewhere like that. in there, depending on traffic. <laughs> and um, you are with uh, the Treasure Davis team yes. down at Remax Properties. Correct. In mm -hmm. Colorado Springs. And um, you are a transaction coordinator. Is it? Are you the only transaction coordinator? What does the support staff look like on the team? So there's 15 total for mm -hmm. the whole team. Um, 10 of them are agents. One of them is a licensed transaction manager. She's our listing coordinator. So she's licensed, handles that side. Um, she falls into the admin realm with mm -hmm. me. And then you have me for the transaction. I had a colleague that worked with me when I first came on, but she moved. So it's just me now. Mm -hmm. And then we have a um, virtual assistant that works with us. And then we have a... Um, front desk who does everything. She's a little deck of cards. She does whatever you need. So got it. So um, and then you've been with the team for for about three years now. I'm in my third year. It'll be three full years in July. Great. So so um, tell me a little bit about talk to me a little bit about your team and what makes um, from your perspective what makes the Treasure Davis team a little bit different than other teams. Um, our team's amazing. I mean, I might be a little biased. I think so. But <laughs> no, I came on the team. I had no experience in real estate whatsoever. I was welcomed with open arms. And I think that's the great thing about our team is we don't really care where you're from or, or what you were doing beforehand. You come on and you contribute and that's the most important thing. And everybody on our team is a team player. It's very much a family atmosphere. We're all very close, which I love. I think it's part of what makes us all so successful is we're not just coming to work every day and you know being stuck in the office and now I have to be here this long or that long. We all spend time together outside of work too. I mean, we're together all the time. Spouses come hang out. So I just feel like that dynamic brings a much different role to mm. the team than it would have otherwise because there's just this closeness. And mm -hmm. from that stems this willingness to help each other that I don't necessarily know that you see other places. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It feels much more tight knit in that way. Yes. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about what you guys do in terms of volume. So what did you guys, where did you end up last year in 2018? 2018, we ended around 380 closed and pending. Okay. And then um, I know you said that earlier you said you have about 60 transactions right now on your plate. I have 60 active under contract. And you still took time right to come down here Absolutely. and say hi. So we appreciate that. Um, so what's the t what are you guys on track to do this year? Uh, if all goes as planned, we should end about 450. Wow. Is the goal. Wow. Yeah. That is nuts. So um, I know you guys have been with Real Evolve now um, not quite a, I guess, a year and a half? A little over a year. We yeah. We took Real Evolve on in September of 17. Yeah. yeah. So, so about so a year and a half-ish. Yeah. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about um, the team dynamic back when you started. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of what the what did the support staff look like? Who was doing what, and what tools were you guys using? Um, it looks a lot different now. Yeah. We when I first came on, we were a little more admin heavy than we were agents. We had about five or six admin, I think, when I came on, and there were only 
five agents at the time. So it was pretty much one per one kind mm-hmm. of is what it looked like. Um, we're definitely more agent heavy now, which obviously is what you want because that's what builds the business. But mm-hmm. um, now with the support staff that we have, I think it's a really strong support staff, which I think has been really helpful. We've been able to handle even more business with a smaller support staff, I think, because the people that we've ended up with have been really incredible. So we got really lucky in that aspect. Um, It's definitely a lot different for me. When I came on, I was more of a support to the Mm -hmm. transaction coordinator that we had. I kind of helped with data entry and back-end things. Um, And now I'm a full-blown transaction coordinator actually in the thick of it and handling deadlines and everything else. So it's definitely a different perspective for me from when I first started. And how, how long was that transition for you? Um, it was a couple months. I actually was a little surprised I took to it as quickly as I did because I had no real estate knowledge. Um, but I came in and I loved it. Like I loved everything about it. It was just so different. It was not anything I had even expected. Um, I come into interview and Elizabeth was the transaction coordinator at the time and she was, you know, kind of giving me a layout. You'll help with like back entry stuff and that kind of thing. And I came on and just watching and learning and piecing things together to help her and help the agents. It just kind of organically turned into us doing transactions together. So that's what we did for about a year and a half, I think, before she moved. Great. Yeah. And uh, so then at that time, you guys were using Top Producer as your CRM? We were. We were using Top Producer as our CRM and we were using um, Brevity as our task management. Okay. Um, Did those two systems talk to each other? Um, They did not, in my experience, which was... One of the main reasons for us, we kind of hit a wall where we felt like we needed to look for something else. We needed that communication. We needed something that could do both just to make things a little smoother and, you know, the flow easier. So that was why we started looking for another system. We wanted to see if there was something out there that could do everything in one. Mm -hmm. So whose job was it to find um, the the new system? (laughs) Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we looked at a couple different things. Um, there were a couple different programs we looked into and kind of tried, but the um, transaction team kind of tried to take that if we could and do a little bit of a test run to see if it had anything on the back end that we thought was what we needed before we really went full-fledged, whole team's going to jump on board and go for it. Because we went through a couple different systems before we got to this one. So how... What was the process like then? How many systems did you evaluate and look at? Um, We looked at a couple that we didn't actually end up going forward with just because the information we found didn't really seem like it was going to be what we needed. Mm -hmm. There was one that we actually tried to test like full-fledged. I was doing like mock transactions in to see how it would work. Um, And that was maybe about two months that we went through different programs or trying to see if this would work and be what we needed before we met. So how did you find Realvolve? Um, Treasure works with a lot of agents that she does in her coaching group with Tom Ferry. Okay. And she actually had a couple of colleagues that had mentioned Realvolve. Got it. That they had seen it or heard of it. So we started looking into that program to see what it kind of looked like and what it could do and decided to do a trial run and see if it was what we needed. So um, did you guys sign up for a free trial then? We did. And you banged on it with a hammer. I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So did you like try to create transactions and try to? Oh yeah. yeah. I went in and played with all of it. I played with workflows and templates and transactions and contacts and how it all worked and what did that look like? Mm -hmm. You know, um, how did it store information? What did it look like under contract versus after that kind of thing? So what were the things that you were really excited about? Um, versus what you guys were using with the two systems. Right. Um, I think the thing I was most excited about was top producer, you know, you'd have your your list of previous transaction history or whatever we were using that for. Brevity was more just task management. This kind of combined the two, whereas once you put it in and it was a transaction in the system, it automatically linked to the contact and that history was just there. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go in and separately enter it or try to link anything and be putting it in two different places. It was just in one. I put it in once and it was linked and I could pull it from either direction. If I needed the transaction I was in or if I needed history on a person, I could go to either place and it was just already there for me, which was helpful. Mm. Yeah. That, um, if you're doing 400 transactions, the double data entry is mind numbing. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what other kinds of things do you feel like, um, when you were evaluating seemed like a big upgrade for you? We loved the idea that we could easily pull, like, data for clients, mm. which you could do in Top Producer. Um, I honestly didn't use that system that much for that piece just because I struggled learning it a little bit. And we had one team member on the team, Angela, our listing coordinator, who knew the system the best. She was the one that actually started with that system and was inputting, so she knew that better than anybody. Um, I did not have as clear an understanding as she did. So when I need to pull information, it was a little more difficult for me. Um, so that was something I was really excited about with this system was it just made it easy to do polls based off of whatever you needed, birthdays yeah, or filters, anniversaries yeah. or, yeah, whatever So you do you know how long the team was using Top Producer before? Oh, I think it was about three or four years, I oh. want to say, somewhere around there. And by the way, you and I both said this earlier. We think Top Producer is a great product. We're not trying oh, to bash fantastic. it. Oh, it's fantastic. We just wanted to talk a little bit about the contrast between the different flavors Absolutely. of systems. Mm -hmm. It's just really personal preference of what you need or what you're looking for. It was just easier for me inputting everything to just have to put it in one place as opposed to having one CRM and one task manager and using both. This mm -hmm. was just one. Yeah whole piece that I could use and not have to go back and forth. So um, you mentioned about September of mm -hmm. 2017, you guys started making the transition. Um, and then how long do you feel like it was before you were benefiting from Realvolve? How long did it take you to get set up enough to start really using it? So we started um, pulling all of our information over. You guys helped us pull clients mm -hmm. and get all that put in in the back end. But actually pulling contracts that we were like currently in the middle of processing that was tracking, we had to move each of those over individually, obviously, because we were halfway through some contracts, just at the beginning or the end, depending on where we were. That took us a little over a month. I think okay. by the end of October, we were fully up and running in Realvolve had moved on from the other systems and made the transition. So it was about a month and a half, two months. Okay. Um, and then you came out to the two-day class, um, which we had a separate conversation about, but you yeah. came out to one of our two-day trainings in Denver. Um, was there anything significant that you learned at the class then that elevated um, how you guys were using Realvolve? Oh, yeah. I mean, I understood 
how to make the workflows and put them into place. But I had no clue what they could do when it comes to automating things and saving you time. So when I came out, I think it was day two of the training when um, you guys really went into depth of being able to create these templates for emails or text messages, whatever your format was, that you could put your field settings in. And once it's attached to a transaction and the workflow automatically, depending on how you set it up, obviously, if you choose to automate it, it will pull those fields from the transaction it's applied to. So instead of me having to go through and put together an email individually or have one, you know, bulk template that doesn't really feel personalized to a client, this made it ridiculously easy because you just put it in, you apply the workflow, and it pulls everything for you to edit it to that specific transaction. That was insane to me. I loved it. I was so excited to come back with that. I played with workflows for like (laughs) two weeks. So, So, um, would you say, do you guys, are you doing mostly the automatic email sends or are you doing manual with preview? I actually do more manual with preview than I okay. do automatic. There's a few that I have set up with the automatic piece, um, but for the most part, it's a manual preview that I have most of them set up on. So for those people that are watching that have no idea what that means, yes. what is a manual with preview email? Um, so essentially what that means is in your workflow, you can create an action that ties to the task. So when you go to complete it, it'll pull up and give you a, a little button that you can click and it'll pull up the email template that you've created and you can input information in it if you want to change it or if it's already for me I have it set up that it just pulls it but I like to just review what I have. I just like to see it before it goes out. Yeah I like to see it before it goes out. An example of that is one of my plans we have um, a closing reminder for the sell side and we do most of our closing at our office but every once in a while on a listing side we'll do it at the title company so when it pulls up for me, I have it automatically set to come to our office, but I like to double check that because mm-hmm. every once in a while I have to change it. But it saves me so much time because instead of having to make this email from scratch, I already have it. It's pulled up. It's ready. I just have to tweak one change thing the address, here or there. Yeah, yeah the before I send it. Done. And then it's done. And it's already addressed to the person that's supposed to go to. Subject line's yeah. done. You everything. Just, yeah. I mean, it. it's right there for you. Everything is yeah. ready to go. I just have to tweak one thing here or there. Or sometimes I don't have to tweak anything and I just hit send. I love it. Yeah. So um, one last question about the class. You've already had it all set up. You guys were using it already, already using Realvolve, already using the workflows, already building them yourself and Mm -hmm. tweaking them. Um, Would you say that the class helped you come up with ideas for things or was it really just more about learning what was possible? Um, I think it was both. Okay. I definitely came away with an excitement of – what it could do and what you guys were working on and what you had planned. There was just such a possibility for this system of of changes that you guys were continually implementing and putting into place and ideas that you guys had that you wanted to make happen. And that was exciting just to know that these things are ever changing and it's amazing as it is. And there's just going to be so much more that keeps coming. I mean, that was awesome to me, but I definitely came And even having worked in it, I still learned things of, oh, I could have done it this way and that would have been easier or Mm -hmm. this streamlines it more. I mean, even coming in and knowing that piece and having worked with it, I still took things away from the baseline of how to start that I didn't have before because I figured it out from, you know, the help videos online and stuff like that from the website. But it was just a lot different to actually see it in person, be able to ask questions and 
hear from other people in the room of what they thought or what they were getting from it or what they wanted from it. And people had questions I didn't even think to try. Yeah. So I, I want to talk some, uh, I want to talk some about the workflows that you guys are using now mm -hmm. in your business. Um, but I have one last question first, because there's a lot of people when they're switching over CRMs, especially mm -hmm. something like Realvolve is really powerful. Um, I think one of the things that we hear the most is that people feel like they're not getting, um, or they're not using it to its full potential. And I understand that, but I always get the sense, well, even if you're only using 15% of it, you're still getting a huge value. Oh, absolutely. So, so I'm curious for you, what do you feel now looking back, mm -hmm. how much of it would you say you were using as a percentage before you went to the class and how much would you say you're using now oh. a year later? God, I was probably using maybe 5% of the potential when okay. we started. And as soon as I left the class, I think that bumped up to probably at least 20 or 30%. And I just, we just add to it all the time. I mean, the things you learn or don't know that you could do with it. And then we think, oh, we need this. Let's try it in Rollvolve and see yeah. if it works. So we just continually keep adding to it. And I think that's the beauty of the system is there's so much to it now. And there's so much that you guys add on the back end that mm -hmm. even when you start learning and you start adding, there's still always the possibility to add more. Yeah. I mean, f t going from 300, 380, 450 transactions, you outgrew your guys' old workflows, your old processes internally. Yeah. You outgrew them. With Realvolve, you're not you're not outgrowing it. It's growing with it's you. It's growing with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how many workflows uh, – do you know how many workflows the team is using on a regular basis? Well, just for the transaction, for me, I have six that I use on a normal basis. That's just main ones. Uh, obviously, I have other ones that come into play depending on specific situations, but six that I use main. Okay. And then our listing manager, Angela, she has about five or six, I would say, that she uses on a normal basis as well. Just okay. main transactions on a normal basis, yeah. Okay. And uh, can you give us an idea of a, a few of those workflows? What are they, the six that you're using? On the transaction side. So the six that I'm using, there are three pending. So there's a new build. I do a lot of new builds. So I have one specifically catered to new build contracts. I have one specifically catered to buyers under contract and then one to sellers under contract. And then on the flip side, I have a sold for each of those. So a new build sold, a buyer sold, and a listing sold. Got it. And how long did it take you to get those up and running? I mean, is that something you had pretty soon, pretty early on? Um, that was my very first thing I went into to create. That was while you guys helped get the contacts moved over, the workflows were what my main focus was because those are the most important piece to me to help keep track of deadlines. Um, so I had a lot of what is in those plans now I had previously when I was using Riveny. I had mm -hmm. what we developed and what we used. Um, but the plans themselves, the way you can break down and build things within it, those workflows have changed drastically since we first brought them over. They're still evolving, like you said. Oh, they yeah. evolve on a regular basis. I add mm -hmm. things to them all the time. So how many steps do you have in one given workflow? <laughs> uh, I think my highest one right now is the listing under contract and there are 115 in that one. Wow. Yeah. So I think my lowest is probably the the um buyer under contract and that one has 93. Got it. So 
So you mentioned um, ma- send manually with preview mm-hmm. is one of the things that you really like to do. Talk to us about some of the things that Realvolve does for you um, that you that really you feel like are the biggest time savers. So for me, I think it's those reminders, um, surveys, things like that. We like to do a check-in survey with our clients about halfway through the contract, roughly. Um, and I have that set up to go out with our survey form that I have linked in through the email. And it just sends that out for me automatically. And then I get the feedback, closings, all of that stuff. I Once I set it up, I put the information and it just does the rest for me, which is huge. I mean, I used to spend, you know, I'd count two hours a day. I'd put aside just to do closings and walkthroughs to get them set and get the information sent out. And that time's been cut down to at least half by now. Wow. Um, so what are some of your favorite, other favorite things that you guys are doing in some of these workflows that wasn't really possible before? And the reason why I ask that is because a lot of times, um, you mentioned earlier that we kind of know what we're supposed to be doing and yeah. we don't always have the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain things that just kind of slip through the cracks, the blocking and tackling the fundamentals we know we should do mm-hmm. don't get done unless it's super urgent and it's happening right now. We don't do it. Absolutely. What are, the, can you give us some examples of things that happen now consistently that maybe you guys struggled with before? Well, absolutely. So, I mean, I have the plans broke down. I think what I love the most is each task that you have in the workflow, you can have a sub I don't want to say it's a task necessarily, but that's kind of how I think of it. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, click on we your task to go through. Yes, mm-hmm. actions. So you can go through and I can literally have each individual piece. So for example, introductions. I send an intro email to every party involved in the transaction. And I'll have one task that says intro emails. And within that, when I click on it, it'll open. And I literally have a task to click off for each individual party to make sure that every single person that was supposed to get an email got one. So you click it off as you go. I can save it. So if I'm halfway through emailing and I have something pull me away, I just click off what I've done, save it. And then when I come back, that reminder is there of, oh, I still need to email these two people. So when you say everybody in the transaction... What do you mean? Everybody in the party? Everybody in the transaction in regards to lenders, title company, the specific client, so whether it's a buyer or seller, the other agent, I will send that information to everybody so they all have first steps of what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have multiple ones throughout the transaction, like earnest money needs to be sent to this person, this person, this person needs to be uploaded to this section. Everything like that is something that you can break into that. And that was amazing to me because with the previous system we were using, you could have one task and you could maybe have notes on what it meant, but you couldn't have subtasks or actions within it of this is what needs to be done in association with that task. So in other words, in Realvolve, because there's an action associated with the task, Mm -hmm. you check off the box and it sends an email for Mm -hmm. you. In the other system, it would remind you to go into your email and write the email and send it. Correct. And I think the other difference that I think people really notice when they learn how to use more of it is instead of having one single task for each one. So if I had one task for email buyer, one task for email seller, I can designate all of those within that main category of intro emails and it cuts down on that too. Mm -hmm. So instead of having it individual and then maybe I have an intro here and then three tasks between and then another intro and then they kind of get separated, it's Mm -hmm. more cohesive because it stays in one place of what I need to work on right now. Yeah. Love it. 
So um, talk to me a little bit about the check-in surveys. So you said you do you do it halfway through-ish. So it's typically around the time we get through inspections. Okay. We like to check in to see how the client's feeling, what they're going through, if they have questions, if they have concerns, that kind of thing. Um, so we have a survey format that we've created with what we want to ask, what we want to check in with specifically. And I have that survey link attached inside a template that I made in Realvolve. Mm -hmm. And I am able to put that in the workflow and I apply it and it pulls everything. It'll pull the client's name into it, the property address we're talking about, any specific date that I'm mentioning. It all fills into that template and then the survey link is just in it and it goes out. Awesome. And then you fill it out. And then how how many people would you say fill that out? Um, that's a little more recent that we've started doing that. It was a check-in that we had been working with, but I just recently added it to the real valve to kind of automate that piece mm -hmm. for me. Um, and I had five people respond to it today alone. Wow. This morning. So, so probably most of them are filling it out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which is great. And it, it definitely helps me because that was one of those pieces. It sounds so simple. It's just an email you're sending, right? You mm -hmm. know, you have to send it, it, have it created. You just need to go. And I would find myself pushing that maybe by a day or two of when I would want to send it because I just have so much stuff other going that it's like, oh, that can wait for right now. It's not immediate. I don't have a deadline. There's not going to fall anything out on the contract. So I'll push that to tomorrow. And now I don't have to worry about, oh, do I have time to remember to go send this email that'll take me two seconds? It just does it for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the piece about automation that a lot of people miss is mm -hmm. um, when you really look at your process and you really look at how often you're getting things done, you'll notice how often you're late with things or yes. how sometimes you just excuse yourself and let it fall through the cracks because mm -hmm. it's busy season. Mm -hmm. With a system like Realvolve, the automation's in play, it pops up in front of you and you just click a box and away it goes. Oh, it's so huge. fast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you guys send another survey out then at the end? We do. Same thing. It's automated. It's ready to go. There's definitely certain ones I have the manual with preview just for reasons of if I need to change or if I think there might be things that tweak need to be tweaked. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a comfort, I think, in knowing that you have both options. I can do it manually with the previewer if it's something that I know is not going to have to change and the system can pull everything that I need with no question. I'm just going to make it automatic because mm -hmm. I don't have to think about it then. Yeah. So how many um – how many of these steps would you say include emails if you had to guess? I mean, you know, there's 93 steps in the buyer under contract, 115 in seller under contract. Uh, I would say at least 20 to 30 of them are a check-in of some kind, whether it's a text message or an email. Okay. And do those come from you? Are they coming from the agent sometimes? So the agents have tasks in there that are designated for them. Um, the bulk of the automated ones that come out are from me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the agents have ones as a reminder at different points in the contract of touch base on this or touch base on this, and then they'll go through. And that one I don't have automated more just because they have their own way, right? Each agent has a different personality that you kind of want to work with and cater to, which is another thing that I love about this system is I can cater those plans and change them and tweak them so that I have 10 different agents, but it works for all of them. Hmm. I love that. So, um, 
how often are the agents then logging in um, to their Realvolve accounts? Um, they try to log in every day just okay. to double check and make sure. Most of the time, you know, the hope is that they're not going to have anything they need to do because that's why I'm there is to take that pressure off of them. Mm -hmm. And the system is there to remind them for the pieces that they have to do to take that pressure of reminding them mm -hmm. off of their plates to be like, oh, I have to do this. So we actually have reminders set up in the settings for each agent to send them a email at the beginning of the day, end of the day, whatever their preference is, that'll give them an overview of what their real wall looks like for the day. So if they get a reminder at 9 a.m. and it says no deadlines, they're good and they know they don't need to get into the system. Sometimes they'll get it and they have 10 or 12 or whatever it may be and then they know, okay, I need to log in today and I need to make sure I'm checking my tasks. So that's something that's great too is you can Yeah, the daily summary. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, do you guys have something then that would start? Do you have a workflow that starts after close? Yes. There's uh, one that goes under as soon as they go active. And then as soon as they close, there is a task in the first plan that I put. So if under contracts here, the very last task of that is to apply the closed plan. All I have to do is click it and it puts the next plan in place and starts it for me. Got it. And that comes from the agent after close? For the emails and stuff, or the, those are coming from the agents, or so is that from the team? there's two parts to that technically, okay. I guess. So the unsold plan it starts with things that I need to do to take Got care it. of for processing yep. the closing Close paperwork, out. everything mm -hmm. like that, and then there is a touch point plan for the agents that'll remind them, you know, this is a touch or this is a touch that you need to do to kind of keep them in contact with the clients. Got and it. Follow up with them. Got it. Um, okay. So what are some other things that you guys are doing um, that you feel like, like give me, give me an example of something that you guys added recently to one of these plans that saves you guys time? So the check-in survey was the most recent one I did. Okay. That was within the last couple of weeks. We just started that. Um, let's see. Prior to that, I think one of the more recent changes we had made was we added some information for um, lockboxes on mm -hmm. like our sale side. For listings, we have our lockboxes set up, um, just steps and reminders for, you know, getting it confirmed of who's going to pick it up, setting that appointment, things of that nature that we were kind of struggling with of, you know, oh, this one closed, but we forgot to go pick up the lockbox or it's sitting at the title company and we haven't gotten gotten it yet. So we definitely edited that and added some steps to kind of make sure that we get them picked up and we have it confirmed that it's back in our system and just follow up to make sure we're not missing any. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. something that I've heard a lot recently is um, I realized I'd forgotten to do this one or two times, mm -hmm. and so obviously I should just put it in Realvolve. Yep. Yep. Treasure has um, adopted the idea that if we do it more than three times, it needs to be a system. Yeah. So, um, which I think is something we were doing pretty frequently as it, as it was. I mean, we had that idea of this is something consistent that we do, but I think it's so easy when you get into that rhythm of doing your job and you just know what needs to be done. You don't think about, oh, maybe that should be in the workflow. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been kind of an adjustment for us to try and think of it as if I had no idea what this job meant, if I had to cover for you am I going to miss something if it's not in that plan? So we're trying to come from that perspective. Mm. So there's a lot of tasks for that reason, but we want to make sure if anybody had to cover or take care of something that it's all in there. So are you using the calendar um, much? I have it linked 
to my Google. Um, so every time I add something into Google, just because that's habit for me and I have it open at the same time, it'll link to my Realvolve. And I have it set that then that gives me a little task during that day with that that I get to see and click off as those appointments go through the day too. Mm-hmm. So it just creates that for me, which is cool. Nice. I didn't think I'd use that as much as I do. Actually, I was a little surprised. Mm. I, I linked that feature just to see and kept it because I actually ended up really liking it. So so um, we hear from people. I mean, this varies, but a lot of teams will mm-hmm. tell us Realvolve replaced a 30-hour-a-week employee or Realvolve replaced a transaction coordinator that I had. We had some turnover and we didn't have to replace that person because Realvolve uh, workflow saved us that much time. Mm-hmm. Um, because you guys um, lost one of your transaction coordinators mm-hmm. last year, um, what would you say if you had to, if I had to nail you down to like how many hours a week it saves you? What oh, would you guess? It saves me a lot. Um, I would say it saves me probably at least five to 10 hours a week. Okay. And that's you, a full-time transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, how much time do you think it saves the agents a week? They... I think that's just a hard question for me because the plans are catered more Mm -hmm. for the transaction coordinator on our team specifically just because that's what I'm there for. So I think it would look a lot different for a team that doesn't necessarily have a transaction coordinator. Um, But even for them, I mean, it makes a huge difference when they just know. There's still fewer things falling through the cracks. Yeah. I mean, they just know. But based off that email summary right off the get-go in the morning, do I even need to get into Realvolve? Am I clear for the day? And even then, I have agents that really use it for um, note capacity. Like I have one agent, she puts all of her notes and all of her updates in there. So she may not have tasks due during the day, but she's still in it daily, putting notes in with the client or the transaction mm-hmm. on how things are going or if she had a conversation. And um, I think that's something that we were doing before, but she loves that aspect. So she still uses it in that way that I don't know if – and so s- some teams are using Realvolve workflows for like client appreciation events and other mm-hmm. things that you wouldn't consider. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people don't consider it like a drip campaign and maybe in a system like Top Producer, all they had was campaigns and action plans. Mm-hmm. Are you guys using it for stuff like that, like offline type task management stuff? Yeah. I mean, we use it for all of our events. Okay. It's a lot more convenient to pull. I mean, the thing that I love about it is you create these filters for the contacts on how you want to edit it or what you need for the specific event, and then it saves it. So Mm. I don't have to create the same filter over and over or pick my edit fields over and over each time I want to do a pull. I can just create a filter. for. So we do a client appreciation event in the summer for a movie. We pick a movie during the summer. We do a release date, and we invite people. And I have the parameters of that. And every summer when it's time to pull it, I just go to that filter and it pulls the database for me with all of the updated clients that have been added. So it's definitely something that we played around with a lot because we didn't know how it was going to work or if it was going to work the way we needed it to. Um, and that's been a really big help, being able to filter and do database polls based off of stuff like that. I mean, before we'd have to go through 
you know, a Google Drive that I kept track of clients in and pull this or pull that. And now I can do it with an entire database instead of just for a year or yeah. two years. Yeah, I feel like the filtering is definitely something that some people overlook. Our filtering system is very robust. Like you said, you can filter on the date that a client came in. You can filter on their birthday, their home purchase anniversary, wedding anniversaries. There are things I would never even think to base mm-hmm. a filter off of that's an option. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let's do that next time. And then you just, you know, you learn. And I think that's part of why you evolve so much in this system is you learn something new every time you go to pull something or you go to edit or input or apply, whatever you may be doing, there's always something new. And I'm like, I didn't know I could do that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it opens up new possibilities of how we can use the system. Yeah. And then we're changing it and we're using it even more again. So it changes all the time. So what's next for you guys? Do you have um, any other workflows in mind or are you just still focused on refining the ones you've got and making it through the the busy months? Um, we're definitely always refining. We're always changing. I have things on a list of automations I want to make or, or things like that that I want to add to the workflow that I just have to fit in where I have the time. But I mean, I have a running list all the time of changes I want to make or things we want to add. So it really just depends on how it goes mm. kind of during, you know, the meeting or what pops up. But I mean, we can have something pop up on one transaction and think, oh, this might come up again and we'll create a whole workflow off of it. So mm. it's pretty much ever changing. Love it. Yeah. So what would you have you, um, I would definitely consider you an expert transaction coordinator, um, with the volume that you guys are doing and your, your team is amazing. Um, everybody that I've talked to over there is just a treat to sit down with. Um, and of course your clients love you. What advice would you have to another team that's considering getting set up with workflows and with Realvolve? Um, I would say if there's a class available, absolutely take it. I mean, I, I really can't rave enough about that. Even having used it for a little while, what I took away from that class was absolutely invaluable. So I would say first and foremost, if there's one available or upcoming, sign up for it 100%. The other half is if you have questions, reach out to you guys here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've always been extremely helpful even before we had signed up for Realvolve when we were just looking for information of what the system could do or what it looked like. We never had any problem with a person answering the phone or answering an email and giving us all this information that didn't necessarily benefit you guys. It was taking time out of your day to be like, oh, you know, I mean, you're not a current client of ours, but here's all this information that we have. So if you have questions about it, I would say absolutely ask you guys because that was – and I think that was part of really what won us over too was Mm. it was like – they care and they want to tell, I mean, it's not benefiting you. We're not using your system right now. We're not, you're not trying to hold a customer or keep a customer. And I had multiple conversations with multiple different people and every single person was helpful and walked me through different options or you can do this and you can do that. And I mean, that was huge for me. Shout out to the support team. Shout out to the support team. (laughs) Well, um, thank you again, Ariel, for coming up today. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Um, be sure to say hi to the rest of the team for Absolutely. us and, um, we'll hopefully we'll get to talk to you guys soon and go see your office. I need to go down and see you guys in Absolutely. Springs. Come visit. We just moved into a new office at the beginning of last year. Oh. So we're loving it. It's pretty great. Well, thanks again, Ariel. Thanks.